Welcome in Wednesday. How is everybody? Hope everything's going right for you so far. We've got the big SEC schedule revealed tonight, 6 o'clock tonight. You can hear it right here on the Home of Sooner fans. Uh, I would suggest the worldwide coverage on the KREF app. Get on that KREF app, 6 o'clock tonight. We've got the show from Rudy's with T. Rowe, Teddy, and Gabe Eichard. And uh, the SEC schedule for 2024 will be unveiled. We will know, again, the teams that the Sooners will play, uh, home and away. Texas, on obviously, at the Cotton Bowl. That's going to happen. But uh, we'll get to find out tonight. This is going to be kind of cool. Normally, on a schedule release day, even on the NFL schedule release stuff, I'm kind of like, all right, that's, that's okay. It's kind of a snooze fest still to me. This one isn't. This one's really going to be cool. I'm looking forward to it. This is one that every single every single Sooner fan is bought into, Steely. I don't think there's anybody that's just kind of sitting on their hands like, eh, you know, whatever schedule Oklahoma gets in 2024, it is what it is. No, everybody wants to know who Oklahoma is going to play and where they're going to play them their first year in the SEC. So, yes, a highly anticipated day. Live coverage here on KREF, the home of Sooner fans. And very much looking forward to see who Oklahoma draws. No doubt about it. Six to seven to tonight, and Rudy's out there off uh, Highway Nine and Chautauqua. Six to seven with Toby, Teddy, and Gabe Eichard. So we'll have coverage for you. Uh, they have said it's going to be kind of like a Manning cast when all of the uh, all the information comes out. We find out who the Sooners are going to be playing. They'll go in alphabetical order. They will be unveiling Oklahoma number eleven out of sixteen teams. So like something something you would see on the front page of YouTube. Toby and Teddy react. Yes, something like that. Absolutely. But uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a cool deal. We're going to talk about likely teams for Oklahoma coming up. You probably saw Chip Brown. Uh, you know his story. Texas, he thinks, is going to be playing Georgia. They're going to be playing a They're going to play Arkansas. Obviously, they're going to play the Sooners, but we'll talk uh, more about who the Sooners most likely will be facing here in a minute. But Oklahoma and the SEC, it feels very weird again because we're going to get, like, this Christmas present tonight. And it's going to be kind of like, all right, you open some presents here. And then, okay, guys, wrap them back up for another year. Okay, so it's going to be somewhat like Christmas Day, but again, delayed gratification. It is, but I am ready. I am definitely ready to uh, to see this. Like I said, most of the schedule release stuff, I'm kind of like whether it's the Thunder schedule or the Dallas Cowboys or the NFL or whatever. Eh, it's okay, but this is going to be the real deal tonight. Sooners against the SEC all time: 160 wins, 109 losses, 14 ties. The Sooners have a losing record against four SEC schools. Can you name them? Well, Georgia would be one. Georgia's one, yes. Florida? One and one against Florida. Oh, okay, so that's a 500. Okay, so not Florida. Next guess would be LSU. LSU, they're one and two. That's two of four. Okay. I'm going to say... One they played a bunch of games against. Well, that makes sense. It's not A&M. They wouldn't have a losing record against A&M. Same state. No way. Um, same state as A&M? Not currently in the SEC, uh, but okay. on well, the yeah, way. Well, yes, yes, obviously. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't consider Texas, the University yeah. of Texas. And then yes. one other school that the Sooners have a losing record against Does this in the go SEC. back a ways? 
Well, I will tell you, this loss happened in a place that I despise. In a state that I despise and maybe the worst town in that state. It, it involved a deuce, too. Ole Miss. That's How right. about it? Independence I was thinking Bowl. like, I, I was like, oh, Shreveport. That's right. That's the place that Steely Shreveport. hates above all else. Oh, my gosh, Shreveport. What a horrible place that is. Ole Miss. Wow. Would not have guessed. 0-1 against Georgia. 1-2 against LSU. 0-1 against Ole Miss. 50-63-5 and against Texas. There are two... SEC schools that Oklahoma's never played. I'm going to say Vanderbilt. Nope. Really? Wrong? They they played Vandy three times. I remember I was uh, a concessionaire for one of the games against Vandy that the Sooners had to come back with Jay Jimerson playing quarterback uh, to win the game against the Commodores in the 70s. Have they ever played Kentucky? They have played Kentucky, Yes. Wow. Okay, I'm over two. I give up. What Another horrible, horrible, horrible place. Starkville. Mississippi State. There you That's go. correct. And one other. We're going to call that one the Zach Selman Bowl, if and when it mm-hmm. happens. Zach yeah. Selman makes it a better place, but Starkville's still horrible. One other SEC. Would it be South Carolina? Ding, 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 ding. Wow. That's it. Okay. The Beamer Bowl. South Carolina. The Beamer Bowl and the Selman Bowl. There you go. So the Sooners, yes, they have a winning record against Alabama, 3-2-1. Arkansas, 10-4-1. Auburn, 2-0. Both Sugar Bowl victories. Uh, Florida, 1-1. Georgia, 0-1. Kentucky, 2-0-1. They're 1-2 against LSU. Haven't played Mississippi State. Haven't played South Carolina. They're 0-1 against Ole Miss. Uh, they're 3-0-1 against Tennessee. They're 67-24-5 and five against Missouri, 50-63-5 and five against Texas, 19-12 and 12 against A&M, and 2-0-1 and against Vanderbilt. So a lot of people are making the right guesses. You guys are smart on that text line, on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Okay, uh, so you throw Texas out because Texas is on the schedule. We know that. So rank the most likely opponents you think that will be on Oklahoma's schedule tonight. Texas is number one. Yes, well, based on what little I have heard that I would consider credible, because there's been a lot of thruff, uh, there's been a lot of stuff thrown up against the wall about OU's schedule reveal. But the most credible insight that I have suggests that Oklahoma is going to play either Alabama or Florida potentially both which would be awesome year one in the sec you get the crimson tide and you get the gators two of the most historic i've got alabama number two on my list alabama and huh who would be number one for you well texas alabama okay sorry i thought i thought we were discounting Texas, but uh yeah no alabama especially if that game happens in norman that is must-see TV for every Sooner. That's got to be the biggest home game that the Sooners have hosted, if we get it, since Ohio State came to town in 2016. Yeah, huge. And uh, I still remember the last time Bama was here. Ronaldo Works had the big run. Dennis Francione was coaching uh, Alabama. Uh, you know, and obviously the Sooners had, uh, going back before, after that, obviously the Sugar Bowl victory, but the last one in Norman was quite a game. That was not a great Alabama team, but uh, played the Sooners pretty tough in Norman that day. We got a scoop from Patrick. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if it's a real scoop or if it's just a shot in the dark, but Patrick on the text line says, 
Alabama at home, September 21st, 2024, 7 p.m. All right, Patrick, we're going to hold you to it. What about uh, – who would you put third on that list? Are you going to go Florida third on that list? Or are you going to go – Well, yeah, I, I mean, if you're putting Texas automatically at number one, I would say Alabama for me is two and Florida is three. I do not want to play LSU. LSU I had on the list. I had LSU at uh, seven. I've got, uh, since Arkansas is going to play Texas, and remember Arkansas did have a long-standing rivalry, classic games, games of the century, well, one of them, when uh, Texas won in Fayetteville to win the national championship. I'm going to think that Arkansas is down the list. I think Tennessee is pretty high on the list. Missouri, probably. A&M's playing Texas. You think A&M plays Oklahoma and Texas both? I think we're going to play LSU, too. I don't want to play LSU, Steely. I don't want Oklahoma to play LSU. I don't want to have to cover a game in Baton Rouge. Play the game anywhere. I'll go to Starkville. I'll go to Starkville, and comparatively speaking, I'll be happy about it. Just not Baton Rouge. Look, experiencing an LSU game on a Saturday night in Baton Rouge is going to be fun. You're going to have to, you know, as long as you're not wearing Sooner gear or something, you probably won't get too much grief. And you won't be because you're – you would be there to cover the game and shoot the game. So, sure. But that, that's going to be, you know, if, you, if you're at Tiger Stadium at 11 a.m. or a 2.30 game, it's a totally different, different experience. But a night game at LSU may not be a better environment in all of college football. Now, you can talk about being at the Rose Bowl, you know, when the sun goes down or whatever. But in terms of energy and environment, that's, that's one of the best. But – you're going to have to deal with a lot of drunk Cajuns who are going to be talking trash. That's but the you thing, would man. probably just, be the drunk Cajuns. Okay. The drunk Cajuns are where I'm out. I'd love to cover a night game at Jordan Hare against Auburn. Mm-hmm. That'd be fantastic. Love to cover a game at the SIP. Heck, I'll go out to South Carolina, Williams Bryce Stadium. That seems like a fun atmosphere. And yeah, you know, if you're watching the game on TV, a night game at Death Valley looks awesome. Can't imagine that I would enjoy that experience, though. Yeah, you just need to get in and out of there as quickly as you can. But I think the actual experience shooting the game, you would think it's an unbelievable atmosphere. All right, so I've got obviously, I think the Sooners going to end up playing, uh, you know, not in any order. Obviously, we're not getting that tonight. We know who the home games are going to be, who the away games are going to be, and who the uh, teams are going to be, obviously. But Texas, Bama, I think uh, Tennessee, Florida, Missouri, AM, LSU, Mississippi State is who I'm putting on my list. That's who I'm putting on my list. Dan in Madison, Mississippi says, Baton Rouge is the number two best place to see a game at field level. Tennessee is number one. Angry Ronnie also said, Penn State, night game, whiteout, tops any home game at LSU. It, It looks pretty nice. Yes, it does look pretty nice. All right, I can remember as a kid listening to uh, some LSU games on the radio. Was it WWL out of New Orleans? And uh, because I was like that as a kid. Had a good radio. I'd go out in the garage, shoot in our full court Nerf basketball court, and uh, listen to some, uh, like, LSU would come in very clearly at night. I think. uh, Really? Yeah, it was a long time ago, man. A long time ago. All right, uh, so if Texas is playing A&M, then oh, you won't. Texas is playing Georgia so you won't yeah I would think yeah if if Chip Brown is saying they're going to play A&M and if that's true then the Sooners probably wouldn't play A&M because we know that every SEC team will play either OU or Texas 
in the 2024 season. So we'll see. What do you guys think? 405 651 3439. Did your brain like it skip did a beat for a there? second? I was I had so many text numbers in my brain it went whoop, it just stopped for a second. It just stopped for one second. By the way, when we get back, uh, Rudy's show tonight, again, get on the KREF app. That's the best way to, to do it, to listen. Get on the KREF app. We will be on 99.3 FM. We'll be on 1400 AM. Uh, if you're 75 years old, you can get on the AM and enjoy it, and it would be great for you. But the real way to do it is to get on the KREF app and listen tonight to T. Rowe, Teddy, and Gabe Eichard break down the Sooners schedule with the uh, reveal tonight. All right, last year home comfort systems. Thank you. 405 571 or 579 3113. The numbers aren't popping today, Parker. 405 579 3113. Last year home comfort systems sponsoring our first hour today, right here on the ref. Let's get some texts, and I want to play this T Row clip when we get back. Good stuff. On the way, keep it right here. All right, tonight at 6 o'clock right here on the uh, Home of Sooner Fans. The uh, SEC schedule reveal show. Toby Rowland, Teddy Lehman, Gabe Eichard also. Brent Venables dropping by. Joe C. dropping by. Rudy's on Highway 9 in uh, Chautauqua, 6 to 7 tonight. Uh, Check it out on the KREF app. Uh, Also, we'll be on uh, 99.3 FM and 1400 AM. But the the best way, the best way to listen is on the KREF app. I mean, I'm sort of an old. I'm getting older, and I'm still listening on the app when I listen all the time. You can do it. You can do it. Speaking of olds, okay, this morning I'm listening in to uh, Tiro on the Morning Show with, uh, with Toby and TJ. And uh, Carter, one of the big listeners and a big ref fanatic, who uh, I hear TJ, uh, you know, imitates, but it's not a, it's not really how Carter sounds. He's a very astute, erudite, very, very successful individual. But still, TJ imitates him like he's, you know, some backwoods well, hillbilly. And as they not. say, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. That's true. But I don't, from what I hear, Carter doesn't like the imitation because it sounds nothing like him. But anyway, they were talking about the show tonight, and Carter texted in. Well, let's hear the exchange. I love it when T-Row gets a little bit disturbed or angry. <laughs> he doesn't let it fully come out most times, which you can tell. And I think part of this is tongue-in-cheek. But I also think there's a little passive-aggressive, hey, don't say that. So Carter was making fun of what the Rudy's crowd, part of the Rudy's crowd might look like tonight. And, well, here's the exchange. Morning, buddy. Good morning. What time did retirement home start bussing people to Rudy's for the coaches show? I want to see if the SEC schedule release, but I'm afraid if I get there too late, I won't have a seat. Older people love Toby Rowland. Have a good day. So I'll start from the back and work forward on this highly inappropriate text message from Carter today. What the, the, why is that inappropriate? It. The I'll, older I'll crowd does it. love you. I don't know why uh, the Rudy shows have gotten the reputation they have. <laughs> we have some loyal fans who sit down front for every show. Uh, the coaches shows throughout the year. Those loyal fans are not, do not skew younger, perhaps, 
but they are nonetheless extremely loyal, not just to that show, but to all OU sporting events. They go to football games. They go to basketball games, men and women. They go to baseball. They go to softball. They go to gymnastics. They go to volleyball. They go to wrestling. They go to everything. They are wildly supportive of the University of Oklahoma and everything that happens. And they get there early and they reserve their tables. We're talking about maybe six to eight people at Rudy's. And for them to be made fun of is offensive to me. And also for everyone to assume that's all that comes to Rudy's is just inaccurate. We have lots and lots of families and uh, other people that are there. But Carter and some of you others like to uh, perpetuate this idea that you've got to be 80 years old to get in the door. And on behalf of those people, wildly loyal Sooner fans, I, I say knock it off. It should be instead, thank you for being so supportive, and we could use more like them. There you go. So if you are going to Rudy's tonight to watch the, uh, the schedule reveal show, Make sure that you shake hands and thank the six to eight, eighty-year-old-plus people in the uh, in the front row. Oh, make that, sure get that, it done. That was the most T-row admonition I've ever heard. <laughs> like a dad from the front seat. Uh, of the car. Knock so it off! Good. Knock it off! That's so good. I love it. All right, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Let's make that our Ortho Central clip of the day. I'm I find myself. Listening, I'm like, all right, that time was 6.29 in the morning. Make sure, go back. Go back to the first hour of the show and get that clip. So, good stuff. Ortho Central clip of the day right there. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now the brand-new Tri-City location, which uh, serves Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. They are the best. These full-service clinics treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Thank you again to Ortho Central. All right, 405 651-3439. Let's go. From a listener in the 405, I just got in the truck this morning when TJ talked like that. I was still waking up and said, nope, too early for that voice and turned off the radio for for a minute. Yeah, the first, first, the very first instant that I heard TJ's Carter impression there, I was like, oh, if that was the first thing I heard in the morning. It's difficult. I might need another cup of coffee if I were into that sort of thing. Yes, but uh, T. Rowe's response was uh, fantastic. It was good. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. How about Latrell McCutcheon uh, in you, the portal? I was about to say, old burnt toast is back on the market. <laughs> Does anybody want some old burnt toast? Where does he land? Group of five? Like Rice, Houston. I don't know. I wonder if he's got to sit out a year. I guess you can get a waiver for just about anything these days. But, like, one year at Oklahoma, one year at USC, now he's back on the market again. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get to the text line. But, yes, uh, the news today that former Sooner Latrell McCutcheon, who followed Muleshoe, very surprisingly – after it was his dad who was pretty much taking shots at the coaching yes, staff. Yes, his dad all was the time. at war with the yeah. OU coaching staff <laughs> on social right. media. That, what was the bigger announcement, that Lib and the PGA Tour had merged, so to speak, or that Latrell McCutcheon followed Muleshoe to USC after they disparaged Muleshoe for like a year? I guess the Lib deal was probably a little bit bigger, but it was close. It was close. 
<laughs> KW in the 918 says, I'm not labeling the Rudy's crowd we are referring to as the olds. I am, however, saying they are all the ones that tell me to sit down at the football games when my sole reason for going was to stand up and cheer. <laughs> yeah, I can't see the damn game through my binoculars. You, you <laughs> sit down, son, please. I can't stand for more than 10 seconds myself. So, anyway. From a listener in the 720. The entire Sooner Twitter army has receipts on Burnt Toast's dad's funny tweets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Guy says the first transfer was after a coaching change. Okay, so, yeah, that probably might give him immediate eligibility. I, yeah, I think that's I, You don't accurate. see anyone have probably to sit right. out a year anymore. Regardless I mean, of this is the Wild West here. You I can mean, leave. JT Daniels has transferred, what, 13, 14 times at this point? I mean, you can leave after one game and go play for somebody else the next week, pretty much. In this day and age of college football, right? What if you could? What if you had unlimited transfers? What if it was just like you had no idea week to week who was going to be on your <laughs> roster? I mean, who knows what could happen in five more years? So, some quarterback from UAB throws for 450 yards mm-hmm. and six touchdowns against Western Kentucky and all the OU message boards. Are going, Think we could get him to Norman? That's right. Todd Bates. At least he's not going to have to close on anybody now. New DT's coming in every week. Okay, so um, if Chip Brown's report is accurate that Texas will play A&M and Arkansas and, most notably, Georgia, and every SEC team is going to play either OU or Texas in this coming – the 2024 season, then you scratch off Arkansas and A&M for Oklahoma. There's maybe a South Carolina you know, pop onto Oklahoma's schedule. Again, the two teams that the Sooners have never faced in the uh, Southeastern Conference are South Carolina and Mississippi State. Give me the Beamer Bowl. Well, listen. not only I... that, but how about Spencer Rattler coming back to Norman? I mean, what would that be like? That's not – I mean, he'll be in the NFL by then. But Well, that's true. That's right. That's right. That's right. My bad. See, I'm already anticipating it happening this fall, and it's – of course, I'm not very smart. See, it – Mike Leach, may he rest in peace. If he were still the head coach at Mississippi State, I'd have a lot of interest in that game. Without Mike Leach at the helm of that program, my interest yeah. in an OU-Mississippi State matchup is somewhat diminished. Mississippi State has never in- – well, I guess maybe the baseball team that had uh, Will Clark and uh, Rafael Palmero, and I think it was uh, was it Jeff Brantley. Uh, they had a bunch of uh, – Major, future major league players, and they've had a good reputation in baseball. But Starkville, not cool. Not cool at all. All right, as we go to a break, Dr. Bellardo, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can read all of my chicken scratch now. The one and only Dr. Bellardo, if you want to see, again, far or near, if you have a problem, you're either far-sighted or nearsighted, you need to call my guy, Dr. Bellardo. Known him for years and years. They've been the leaders in uh, the vision correction business in the uh, Oklahoma City area for over 20 years throughout the state. Dr. Bellardo and his team, they are the best. Give them a call. That number is 405-755-7700 for your free consultation from Dr. Bellardo. Or you can go online to alcok.com. Like they always say, if you want to see far, you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Dr. B is the very best. Give him a call and see like the old man sitting right here with Eagle Vision. Stay with us. We're coming right back. Let's talk a little uh, Champion Barbecue Recruiting Weekend as well next right here on The Ref.
It is a Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. How you doing? Hope everybody's good. SEC schedule reveal for the 2024 season happening tonight. Rudy's Highway 9 in Chautauqua, 6-7 tonight. Toby Rowland, Teddy Lehman, Gabe Eichert. Brent is uh, going to drop by at some point. Joe C. as well, 6-7 to seven tonight. Listen in on the, uh, on the Ref app tonight. That would be my suggestion to you. We will have it on 99.3 FM and on 1400 AM. Uh, if you're 70-plus, you can grab the AM, you know, do that. But uh, I would suggest the KREF app would be your best route. All right, pseudo recruiting, by the way, uh, Champion Barbecue coming up this weekend. Oklahoma currently with six commits, uh, headlined by Michael Hawkins, the quarterback, the four-star quarterback, Zion Kearney, of course, the uh, wide receiver out of Missouri City, Texas, four-star Jeremiah Newcomb, who's the Sooners' first recruit, the cornerback from the state of Arizona, four-star, and uh, Jaden Hardy, the safety out of Louisville, Texas, a four-star. You've got two three-stars in wide receiver Kelly, K.J. Daniels out of uh, the state of Louisiana, and Isaiah Autry, the offensive tackle from Tupelo, Mississippi. Those are the six commits for Oklahoma. Currently number 43 ranked nationally. Uh, in terms of recruiting. Future cast for you, Parker, though, for a couple guys, right? Jay, uh, Sean Ross, the four-star defensive end out of Kansas City, and uh, Zion Raggins, the four-star wide receiver out of Gray, Georgia. Yes, those are my two most recent future casts. All right, so uh, what are we, we're looking at David Stone, obviously, Nigel Smith, Caden Durham, Taylor Tatum, the two-star running back, Samaj Jones, the quarterback, Caleb Beasley, the spy for Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what are we thinking about this weekend? Clearly, David Stone is the cornerstone to potentially another top five class for Oklahoma. Certainly, uh, you would think if David Stone winds up at OU and other dominoes fall, then the Sooners would definitely be a top ten class. Yeah, I, look, you don't want to overplay your hand. You don't want to overpursue here because that can turn a kid off. But I think if you're the Oklahoma staff – you're doing everything that you possibly can to try and get David Stone committed either this weekend or shortly following this weekend because the earlier you can get the face of your class locked in, and there's no question that that's always been David Stone for Oklahoma in the 2024 cycle. If you can get the face of your class locked in in, say, June or early July, then you got five months ahead of you to continue building the momentum around your recruiting class. And not only that, but you hit the field in the fall, you start winning football games. Then all those kids that maybe weren't taking Oklahoma as seriously as they otherwise would have are looping back around if they're still uncommitted or even if they're committed somewhere else, a la Easton Baker in Illinois, right? And they're going, oh, maybe, maybe I gave up on Oklahoma too soon. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you, you talk about transformational players. And, again, they have to pan out, but I think they have a pretty good chance of being at least really good players for Oklahoma. Talking about Jackson Arnold, P.J. Adabare, and, of course, Peyton Bowen, three five-stars in last year's class. You add David Stone to the mix, then maybe you add Will Nguyenary, and maybe you add, you know, a bunch of other really good players, Nigel Smith, maybe Durham and Tatum, or maybe one of those guys. Uh, and then you're looking at an excellent class. You've got to keep stacking 
really good classes together. I mean, that's obvious. You need to do that when you're a program, the level that Oklahoma's at. Last year was, was a disaster on the field, but the recruiting effort was really good. But David Stone could do the Sooners a solid, and the Sooner fans would be overjoyed if somehow they saw a commitment come from him in the next two weeks. Because I think you're right. That could give Oklahoma the momentum that it needs, you know, to finish off another excellent recruiting hall. Well, and think about the DJ Hicks arc last year. Right? Oklahoma led that race. They led that race. They led that race. He was supposed to be on campus in June. They were thinking maybe we get him committed. A lot of Sooner fans were thinking – Gosh, David Hicks, if you can get him committed by the end of the month of June, that'd be enormous for this class. And the timeline drags out a little bit more. Lasts into September. He takes a couple visits to Texas A&M. Jimbo and the Ags come calling with an offer he can't refuse. And ultimately, it wasn't one. The Don Corleone special, yes. Yes. And ultimately, Oklahoma gets left at the altar in September. And I, I wonder, again, we're talking about a five-star defensive lineman here. So I, I am not claiming to have better insight or a more rock-solid approach on how to approach the recruitment of a five-star defensive lineman than a guy in Todd Bates who's landed a five-star defensive lineman before at Clemson. But I wonder if, knowing what they know of the DJ Hicks process mm-hmm. last year, yeah. They're kind of trying to speed things up at this point with yeah. David Stone just because they want a yes or no answer before September. You know, because at that point, and the, this is not a dig on the guys that they turned around and got after the fact, but Ashton Sanders and Marcus Strong aren't DJ Hicks. And naturally, once DJ Hicks commits at the very, very end of September, your options from there are limited because most of the top flight blue chip defensive linemen in the country are already committed at that point. Yeah, and, and I wonder, look, Oklahoma ended up with the number four uh, class in the country last year. And uh, you could take Derek LeBlanc off of that, and who knows, you know, maybe they're fifth. I don't know, because obviously he entered the portal the other day. But let's say that DJ Hicks made that announcement for OU last year, looking back. What happens with Colton Vosick? What happens with Anthony Evans? What happens with Tassili Akana, right? I mean, the Sooners, if – if uh, D.J. Hicks had made the announcement, yeah, I'm coming to Oklahoma rather than Texas A&M, maybe the Sooners end up with a number two class in the country, right? I don't know. I always thought that Vosick would wind up at Texas, but Akana, Anthony Evans, you know, guys like that, you never know. They need to get some momentum going in this class, though. Boomer Gooner on the text line says, did Will Nguyenary bail on his Champion Barbecue invite this weekend, or was he never slated to come? I don't see that date on his upcoming visits listed. Well, that would be because he was already in Norman last week yep. for an official visit. So he came on the 9th. The Sooners hosted 13 total visitors, official visitors, on June 9th through 11th. And then they're set to host upwards of 20 this weekend at the Champion Barbecue. So back-to-back weekends that the Sooners have a lot of official visitors in town and a chance to get this ball rolling downhill for the 2024 class after that April surge where you saw – Six commitments in the span of six weeks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Oh, here we go. David Stone is a troll. Even if he commits, I won't count on it until he signs. 
Well, I can't, you know, that, I don't know that look. he's a troll. I think he's building his brand, you know, maybe trying to push up some NIL dollars. But, you know, he better, obviously, you know him, Parker. But um, I can't blame a Sooner fan for <laughs> waiting to see somebody of that caliber sign, you know, because of last year. Kenny but, from the 405 says, I don't understand why kids like Stone wouldn't commit as soon as they know what school they want to go to. Well, Kenny, I want to point you to the case of five-star wide receiver Jeremiah Smith right now, who is committed to Ohio State, but is also heavily considering Florida. He's taking three official visits in four days next week, and I want to see if you can spot the common denominator here. The three schools that he's taken official visits with are Florida State, Miami, and Penn State, i.e., big-time conference rivals for the two schools that he's actually considering. You know what that does? It drives up the price of the brick. It expands the back. And so the harsh reality is these kids that are committing, and I'm not saying this is necessarily the case for for David Stone, but when you're talking about five-star players in general, their value on the NIL market is already so high as is, granted, but they can only heighten the asking price when they're seemingly entertaining offers from not only X school, but also this other school that's X school's rival school because they don't want to lose a head-to-head recruiting battle with the rival. right? That's the reason why Florida and Miami went to absolute war last year for so many players. It didn't even matter how good those players were. There was a mid-tier three-star offensive tackle that, I, if I have this correctly in my head, committed to Miami, flipped to Florida, flipped back to Miami. Yeah. So sometimes it's just about winning one over your fiercest rival. And in the case of a five-star recruit, you know if you win a head-to-head battle with a rival for a five-star recruit – Oh, your, your fans are going to revel on social media. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, we'll get back to some more text. There's one about uh, McKinley and his OB. We'll talk about that when we get back. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Thanks again to Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Make sure that AC unit can pitch the entire season and the postseason. You don't want to lose – the ace of your staff in terms of keeping you cool this summer. So make sure you get that tune-up done. Coming right back, Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, our friends at Riverwind Casino, great sponsors here. They uh, sponsor our uh, call-in line, 405-329-9000. Beats and Bites, next show up outdoors at Riverwind will be Mark Chestnut, Shenandoah, Tracy Bird, July 8th with that incredible fireworks uh, show. They'll be rescheduling the gin blossoms and tonic. Uh, they had some thought we had some weather coming in uh, last uh, Saturday night. Never really came in, but they were uh, being careful, so they'll reschedule that. They're going to make good. If you have the tickets, that'll be good for the next show. And then we have the uh, Gary Allen Beats and Bites show on August 26th outdoors on the Coupale Works Beats and Bites stage at Riverwind. By the way, of course, at the uh, Showplace Theater coming up, Again, June 23rd, first show back, Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's great news. The the bad news for you is it's sold out if you don't have a ticket. 
Uh, so again, Collective Soul, July 21st, Josh Turner, July 28th, uh, Counting, Crow, Counting Crows, August 25th, uh, Foreigner is coming. Uh, again, that show is on the way at uh, Riverwind Casino. At the uh, That's going to be a show on October 6th. Rodney Carrington, October 23rd. And then we have uh, Aaron Lewis on November 9th. All right. Those shows, tickets are still available. So my suggestion to you, my suggestion is get online at Riverwind.com. Get those tickets now because we, we told you that the shows were coming back. Earth, Wind, and Fire didn't take long for that one to sell out. Gabriel Iglesias, The Comedian, that one sold out. Dwight Yoakam, REO Speedwagon in Chicago sold out quickly. So get your tickets for the uh, Collective Soul, Josh Turner, Counting Crows, Foreigner, Rodney Carrington, Aaron Lewis shows now. And uh, make sure you get your seat. Again, online at Riverwind.com, and you can get those uh, at the casino at the Showplace Theater box office. So going to be great to have shows back at the Showplace Theater. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Here's a question from a texture. I mean, the answer is very straightforward, but I'll ask it anyway, Steely. Mm-hmm. If Mule Shoe and Kevin Durant are turncoats on Oklahoma and OKC, why isn't Jordy Ball a turncoat? This is so simple to answer. I mean, it's it, Jordy Ball won two championships, gave her heart and soul to the program, didn't back down from a challenge. She missed her home, missed her boyfriend, missed her family. She had originally committed to Nebraska before coming to Oklahoma. She wants to go home and help grow that program and the sport uh, in that area. Mule Shoe ran. Uh, Kevin Durant took the easy way out, and look, great player, great player, but was chasing the championship. It's not even in the same department. Now, look, would it have been a lot easier with Jordy Ball on the roster to win a fourth consecutive national championship next year? 100%. But guess what? I, I love Jordy Ball. I love Jordy Ball. She's awesome. But to me, it's, it's not even in the same ballpark, in my opinion. You concur? Parker though. I I I'm having a hard time believing that there's anyone that wouldn't concur. Like you cannot draw a parallel between Kevin Durant and Mule Shoe and Jordy Ball. Because you know what like you know why Kevin Durant and Mule Shoe left? They didn't to, think they could win championships where they were, right? Well, to chase rings and to mm-hmm. chase money. And look, that's their prerogative. Right. right? It's yeah. their life, they can live it. Jordy Ball left Oklahoma, left the University of Oklahoma, because she actually had a genuine personal reason to depart. It was not about money. It was not about fame. It was certainly not about championships. If it was, why go anywhere but the University of Oklahoma? Yeah. Jordy Ball transferred for personal reasons. And, I mean, that's a very broad spectrum, so you can argue, well, Mule Shoe and Kevin Durant left for personal reasons. No, they didn't. There is no personal reason that Mule Shoe took the USC job. There is no personal reason that Kevin Durant went to Golden State. I don't bemoan Kevin Durant's decision to leave. Yeah, Jordy didn't sneak out in the middle of the night, says <laughs> 479. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Also... Neither did Jordy Ball adamantly proclaim that Oklahoma was home for her, home for good, that she wasn't going Mm -hmm. anywhere, and then turn around and spit on her way out the door. 
Yeah, and and to me, again, when you think about where did Kevin Durant go? The the team that just beat Oklahoma City in the most devastating game six loss in the history of game six. Well, Mets maybe. But uh, think about how that Thunder team, we all thought they were going to win maybe a championship or maybe multiple championships. Clay Thompson decides, no, nah, I don't think so. Golden State was already great. Record num- record setting, you know, victories in a season, all of that stuff. And Durant goes to sign with the team that's already the best in the NBA, even though they didn't win the championship that that year, you know. But and then Muleshoe goes, all right, okay, I get it. Maybe maybe he wanted more when he was at OU, but he's got to go to Southern California too, and USC. I mean, besides Texas. And maybe Oklahoma State, SC might be the third most hated school in the history of Sooner football. Derek on the text line says, Jordy left on top, Katie and Muleshoe left defeated. Yeah, it, I, look, Which, by I the mean, w- if you're only looking at wins and losses, I had somebody tell me, you know, you're, you're too nice to Jordy, she's leaving, these people are mad. I'm like, first of all, okay, I run my own Twitter account. Secondly, <laughs> I mean... Come Wait, on, you, you run not, your own Twitter account? I do, believe it or not. It's and not Shay ghostwriting tweets for not you? Not only that. You're not like Baby Gronk, but it's, a social oh media puppet? Well, that is so bad. But, you know, it's It's crazy. I mean, the audacity to ask that of somebody. But to, to just look at it in terms of wins and losses and how does this affect me, okay, it's it was maybe a little bit surprising. Some people... Had an inkling, but Jordy Ball, I think, gave everything to OU. Disappointing. She'll be missed, no doubt. But it's to me, they're totally different situations. Coming right back. Keep it right here on The Ref. Hi, and welcome back for hour number two. How are we doing on a Wednesday, the worst day of the week? Although, once you get through the worst day of the week, then it starts sliding downhill to the weekend. You're a little more upbeat on Thursday. Friday, oh yeah. You don't even want to do anything on Friday, right? You're like, all you can think about is, you know what? Can't wait to get to the weekend and go have my seniors dining experience at 4.30 in the afternoon with nobody there at my favorite restaurant. You know what all I can think about right now is? What's that? Sweet tea. I think that officially means I am a Southerner now and no longer a Midwesterner. What else do you have to have? I mean, chicken fried steak is an Oklahoma thing, too. But sweet tea, and look, I grew up on sweet tea, probably. That's why type 2 diabetes decided, you know what? I'm going to jump in your body and stay there because of the sweet tea. You know what we used to have? We used to go over uh, when my uh, mamma... Do you have a mamma or a grandma or a uh-huh. you have a mamma? Or a I mean, grandma? that's not I, she's she's grandma to me. We but. had a mamma, okay. and uh, it was Grandma Steely and Mamma Swafford, and um, she used to give us when we would come over after school until our mom came to get us. We would have uh, a nice big two or three glasses of iced sweet tea, and uh, pretty much unlimited little Debbie snacks. Ah. So that's so that's where on a that's sugar where your highway. <laughs> we started off. We were traveling the sugar highway very early, very early. So, but what else is an S? So sweet tea is definitely an SEC thing. What else? You know, 
food-wise or what else connotates that you're officially in the SEC now? Is that a you're word, gas, You're eating gas station fried chicken in Mississippi? I don't know. Okay. All I know yeah. is I went to open the work fridge, and you know, like those old cartoons where the dog is hungry, and so he's looking around, and everything looks like a mm-hmm. steak? Yeah. <laughs> that must be what I'm. what's going on for me with sweet tea, because I opened up the fridge, and I swear there's a bottle of sweet tea on the inside door you of the fridge. You thought about taking it, and didn't it was, you? Well, it was a bottle of barbecue sauce. Oh, I did okay. a double take. Yeah. I was like, oh, never mind. That's not sweet tea. Hmm. All right, so the uh, schedule release is happening tonight. Make sure to get out to Rudy's Highway 9 and Chautauqua, 6 to 7 tonight. Uh, Toby, Teddy, Gabe Eichard, Brent's uh, going to drop by. Joe C. is going to drop by at some point, 6 to 7 tonight. Uh, 99.3 FM, 1400 AM. If you're in the uh, 75 to 94 demo, demo, you can uh, you can listen in on 1400 AM. Or whoa, 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 hey, whoa! I'm just, hey, let's not be let's let's not be painting with too broad a brush here regarding AM okay, listeners. 65 to 84 demo. You listen, can, I actually, and this this might be the hottest take I've ever put on these airwaves. I actually prefer listening to the AM side. I don't know if it's because I grew up listening to AM mm-hmm. radio. Me too, of course. But I actually prefer listening to AM versus FM. Okay. All right, 1400 AM. But we want people on the app. The app is the place to be. The app is the best way to experience the Ref Radio Network. Uh, so get the KREF app if you don't have it already. Okay, uh, somebody said fried okra. I grew up on fried okra too. Boiled I mean, peanuts, you ever had those? I have. I don't think I've had boiled peanuts. I don't think so. We got a couple people on the text line. There's a, see now. There's a little bit of Jordy Ball anger coming out. She left. Screw her. Don't talk about her again. She needs to be forgotten, like Caleb Williams. Here's the deal: Caleb Williams will never be forgotten because of what he did in the Cotton Bowl. Yep. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Jordy Ball is never going to be forgotten because she won two national championships and she was the most valuable player. See, I mean, look, I understand. I grew up an OU fan. I had no choice. Born and raised in Norman. My dad worshipped the ground that Bud Wilkinson walked on. And, yes, you know, I drink a lot of Crimson Kool-Aid. I've always wanted the Sooners to win. I try not to let that affect my takes on things uh, when it comes to, you know, when criticism needs to happen, I try and do that. But I don't understand that mentality. I mean, it's it's almost a little serial killerish. You know who we need to ask about all things Southern? Isaiah Autry. When was the last time the Sooners had a commit from Mississippi? Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. We should get him on the show. He's on his, he's on his official visit this weekend. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll see if we can get him well, on I mean, the show tomorrow. It doesn't get any more SEC than being from Tupelo, Mississippi, right? Maybe I'll see if we can get him in studio on Friday. There you the go. wheels are spinning now. Mm-hmm. This I mean, has all you, been set in motion. Do you get that mentality? Look, I know here's another phenomenon that happens. There are people out there, whether it's social media or uh, on the text line, that want to prove that they're the biggest Sooner fan in the world. You know, I'm not saying it's many of them, but there are those who want to prove I'm the biggest Sooner fan in the world, so I'm going to say Jordy Ball, screw her, forget about her, she's not with us. That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. 
I can understand being disappointed. You don't have to be jumping for joy. Oh, great, Jordy's going home. I get that, but I just don't understand that. Forget about them. They're gone forever. Is that narcissism or is that just, what is that? It's a little bit. No, I like. I would say the people, I, I, I would call it chauvinism. That would be my label. But they want the they say the are, same thing about Caleb Williams, though. Well, I mean that's it's true, but especially thing. in the Jordy Ball case, anybody saying that, well, whoever's not for us is against us. If Jordy Ball is not a Sooner, we don't care anymore. That's right. just and somebody said if we play OU Nebraska, chauvinism. I'll be rooting against her. Well, I, I totally get that. Yes, one hundred percent. But um, I don't know, Jordy Ball. Look, there, there's a mentality out there, and it's different because. This generation is different. They talk about their feelings more. And I know some people are out there. I understand the old school, what happened. If we got an injury, man, unless something was broken, you were playing, right? Or, uh, and you never talk to anybody about, man, I'm kind of unhappy, you know, here. You never did that. But um, I don't know. It's just, it's it's a different era. I I 100%. Look, I'll let you in on something. The mule shoe stuff, that's a little bit of a bit. Am I still mad at Lincoln Riley? Absolutely. I don't like the way it went down. But I don't think he's some evil human being, believe it or not. Really? I mean, semi-evil, yes, but not totally evil. But I just don't understand. I do think there's a little bit of I'm trying to prove I'm the biggest Sooner fan out there. So screw them if they leave OU. I understand you're not going to root for him. I'm not saying you should be doing backflips because Jordy Ball left. But I do think there should be maybe, and I think this is still about 2% of the fan base, um, a little more appreciation for that girl. Like I said, I never saw anybody that locked in, you know. Yeah. Uh, And maybe that's why, you know, she wins two championships. And maybe they didn't get just total joy out of the season. They love winning the national championship, yes, but it, how many, you know, Patty, I want to go to Costco. I just want to do that, you know. I think the weight of that season was a lot on those players. And you can say best roster, wah, boo-hoo, Patty had the best team, best pitching staff, best defense, best hitting. She's the best coach. You know, cry me a river. But they clearly, if you heard what they had to say afterwards, were under – a ton of pressure. And sometimes many people just think, you know what, I just want to go play softball. I'll go back to Nebraska, be around my family. I've missed them. That's – and as Stuart Smalley would say, that's okay. Important aside, a listener from the 405 pointed out, grits are a southern food that have not yet made their way to Oklahoma. I think grits, And yes. I, for one, am okay with that. I'm not a grit. I've had grits. I'm not a big grits fan. I find grits to be disgusting. Grits are very gritty. Yes, exactly. They are aptly named. Yes. It tastes like you're eating wet cement. Grits is a good call, though. Barbecue bologna and with slaw sandwiches. See, I've never had that. Pimento cheese sandwiches. Kendall, yes. Augusta National. What is the signature sandwich there? It's the pimento cheese sandwich. Now, it's not the best sandwich there, but... What is the best sandwich there? Uh, you, of all people, would me, have the authoritative answer. I like the barbecue. I can't do egg salad because egg salads turn me into uh, no, we, we a, all, nu- a nuclear reactor. Yeah. I don't deal well with eggs, so I, I stay away say, from We all them. knew where that was going. 
But uh, I like the barbecue sandwich there. And the pimento cheese, I'm not saying it's horrible, but it's not the best one there. But that's a good call, too. Kendall says cheese grits are the best. No, Kendall, they are not the best. Leave grits out of Southern cuisine. Yeah, cheese grits are better, yes, because you cover up the grittiness of the grits. See, if you have to cover something up and it can't stand on its own. Why bother at that point? Mm Mm-hmm. It's about the barbecue, guys. You're saying the Southern grits are in every – but it seems to be, Joe from Guthrie, that they're more prevalent in the South. Maybe they're eaten more in the South. That's my guess. Steely, you don't truly believe that Tebow is evil. No, I I said, look, I didn't like the way it went down, particularly that it's USC too. I didn't like, you know, the lying. The guy's a heck of an offensive football coach. Seems to be a great dad. All of that stuff. But I didn't like it. But So, no, I think he's like 15% evil. Chicken and waffles. Yes, Ryan. Chicken and waffles. Have you ever had chicken and waffles? Too? Yes. Did that, you have? Didn't that okay, originally originate out in L.A., though? Was that? Did it? Maybe I'm I hope wrong. not. That, don't, don't, I'm not going to research that. I don't want to know the answer. I don't want to have my perception of chicken and waffles ruined. By where it originated, if that indeed well, was Well, it's not Angeles. like Lincoln Riley or Muleshoe invented it, but I think that's right. But I'm, a, I'm not a smart man. I don't know. Somebody help us out. The text line is always here to educate us when I don't know something, which is a lot. Chicken and waffles hold the grits. That's going to be my plate for every single OU Southern road trip in the SEC. Did you guys see that Lewis Carter put someone that looks like Ted Roof on the ground? Yes, we saw that. It wasn't Ted Roof, was it Ted Roof? I think it was Ted Roof. Really? Yes. Ted Roof was a really good linebacker at Georgia Tech. Ted Roof can take a hit. Well, he's also 58. Mm Mm-hmm. Ted Roof, now, you know what? You think Lewis Carter had to do some extra suicides for Schmitty because he put Ted Roof on the ground? Probably not. But they probably think there's a protect more, roof man. at all costs clause. <laughs> you know what? I bet Ted Roof still has some old football guy in him. You know, in terms, of, I think he. It probably didn't uh, feel good, but I. I don't think that Ted Roof was. Uh, it's, the best hit was when it was Demond Parker ran over uh, Schnellenberger back in the day. Now that was awesome. One listener says chicken and waffles originated in L.A. in the 1980s. That's what I was thinking. However, Roscoe's, yeah, another listener in the 580 says chicken and waffles started in Pennsylvania in the 1600s. I'm going to choose to believe that listener. The 1600s in Pennsylvania. All right. Crawfish yes, boils. Sure, That's a good call. Good yes, call. Yes, pretty sure there's an oil painting somewhere of the founding fathers partaking in chicken and waffles after they signed the Declaration of Independence. There you go. I think that's probably accurate. All right, we got a break right here. 405-651-3439. You guys are doing a great job again, as always, on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. How good are the members of the Ref Army? I mean, we get a tro- few trolls here and there. That's fine. 98%, 98.95% are awesome. Because when I can't think of something, they help me out. They, they know I'm old. They're like, we got to help Steely on this, man. Come on, get to the text line. So thank you. All right, TJ Eckerd coming up at 135. We'll get to more of your texts, talk uh, schedule release, a little recruiting stuff next here on The Ref. Second greatest trio behind Rush. Do you like this song? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's, really? 
It's not one of my favorites. I'd rather go with Badge or something else by Cream, but uh, it's a good song. Hmm. Very easy to play. Even I can play it. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't play the solo Clapton stuff, but, he, you know, the the opening riff and everything. Now, I haven't played in a long, 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 long time. I need you to introduce I need to introduce you to my uh, buddy David out there. He's a big bass player, too. Um, David Gilmore. No, he would be a regular. He's got his own strat, David Gilmore. This would be David Cornelison, a supremely talented bass player and a good guy. I need to introduce you to him at some point. So you guys can have a uh, – we can just have a bass jam with you guys. Listen, or you can I'm bring the mandolin, mandolin if you want. I'm down with that. I really don't like that song, and I really don't like Iron Man by Black Sabbath for mm-hmm. the same reason, and maybe it's nerdy. But any song where the vocal melody mirrors the riff, it's like it, – Yeah. It's not intricate enough for me. I'm a big know. fan of Maybe Badge I'm too particular. by Cream. Badge would be my, my favorite. Uh, Clapton, Jack Bruce, Ginger Baker – Yes, love it. That's my that's my go to cream tune. Okay, um, four oh five, such a good song, such a great song. I love that. Four oh five six five one thirty four thirty nine in the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet tax line. All right, so uh, schedule release tonight. Every SEC team is going to play either the Sooners or Texas in the twenty twenty four season. We won't get dates or times. We will just get which teams you're playing, and is it going to be home or away, all right? And uh, Rudy's tonight, Highway 9 in Chautauqua, 6-7 to seven tonight. T-Row, Teddy Lehman, Gabe Eichard, Brent's supposed to drop by, Joe C's supposed to drop by. Uh, check us out, 99.3 FM, 1400 AM, and worldwide in the KREF app. And may I suggest the KREF app. It is the best way to experience, in my opinion. Okay, um, here we go. Parker Thune, the college football nears. Uh, did this recently, not long ago. I saw it uh, last year, too. The all-time AP rankings, the top 25 schools, 1950 to 2023. Can you guess the top 10 schools that have accumulated the most points in the history of the AP poll, one through ten. Can you let's see how many you can get? So this dates back to when? Did you 1950 say? through uh, to uh, the, to the finish of last season. Okay. I'm gonna say the shoe ins are OU, obviously. OU's number one. Ohio State. Number two. Alabama. Alabama's number three. Wow, look at that. Three, three that? to start things yeah. off. Michigan. Michigan is number six. Oh, number six. Okay, so I missed a couple. Um, they had the most wins. Do they still have the most wins, don't they, all-time Michigan, I believe? Yes, I believe they okay, do. Okay, go ahead. Notre Dame. Four. Okay, there you go. So that's one of the ones I missed. Uh, this one's kind of – I'm not 100% confident in this one, but I'll say Miami. Miami is number 16. Oh wow! Okay, so but Miami started getting really, really, really good in the um, mid '80s. LSU, LSU is number eleven. Wow. Okay, so those two guesses were misses. I was five for five. Okay, and there's then two straight whiffs. Um, um, Texas, number seven. Okay, so I'm still missing number five. I have one through four, and I have six and seven. I'm missing number five. Who would be? Number five, is it USC? USC, yes. I was getting ready to say 
like the old game password? The password, the, the answer is USC. Uh, sailfish. And you could have guessed it if I just said sailfish, right? I'm going to say Nebraska's on the tail end of the Nebraska's top. Nebraska's eight. Okay, look at that. There we go. Two more left. The number nine, number nine, number nine, and number ten. Their uniforms are about as old school as you can get. Was it Penn State? Penn State. Yeah, that was going to be my next guess. And I'm going to say number 10 is a very recent Sooner opponent. Florida State. That's correct. That's correct. I was going to say Auburn. That was going to be my guess. All right. So all-time AP rankings, schools that have accumulated, college football schools that have accumulated the most points in the history of the AP poll, 1950 through last season, OU1, Ohio State 2, Bama number 3, Notre Dame 4, Mule Shoe number 5, uh, Michigan 6, Texas 7, Nebraska 8, Penn State 9, Florida State 10. Then it's LSU at 11, Florida 12, Tennessee 13, tied for 14th, Auburn and Georgia. 16 is Miami, 17 UCLA, 18 Michigan State, 19 Texas A&M, 20 Clemson, 21 Washington, 22 Wisconsin, 23 Arkansas, 24 Ole Miss, 25 Iowa. By the way, Oklahoma State came in at number 42. So the SEC has... Almost half of that list, 11 of 25. The only SEC schools that didn't make the cut in the top 25 for the last 73 years, Kentucky, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. Everybody else is in the top 25. So, And we'll see what the Sooners get tonight in terms of their schedule. Um, Who would you like to see the Sooners' home opponents be? Bama number one on the list? I would say Bama's definitely number one. Bama's number coming th- to Norman. Bama's coming to Norman. I'm going to give you the steel man guarantee. At 1.27 p.m. on June 14th, four hours and 33 minutes prior to the release of Oklahoma and Texas's first SEC Bama's schedule. Bama's not coming to Norman. I will do Sweet Home Alabama via karaoke just like I did the Edmund Fitzgerald. If Bama doesn't come to Norman, but Bama is coming to Norman. Two options are on the table here, folks. Either Alabama plays at Owen Field in 2024, or you're getting a Mike Steely encore tomorrow. That is true. I feel like both tomorrow. Both are equally appealing, to be honest. Turn it up. Let's see it. In Birmingham, they love the governor. Okay, I'm just. It's going to be even better with the guitar. Yeah. Now, uh, so Alabama for me is definitely number one. Watergate does not bother me. Does your conscience bother you? Now tell the truth. Sweet home. Okay. He's already giving you the trailer, basically. Uh, Florida's number two for me. Gosh, that song's almost 50 years old, isn't it? That's crazy. Wow. Um. Florida's number two for me. I would say number three is probably. What about Josh Heupel coming to Norman? Yeah, I would say number three is probably either Tennessee or Auburn. I would really like to see OU Auburn. I just think that'd be a fun series. First like time they Florida. played outside of a bowl game because the Sooners won the uh, the Sugar Bowl back when they used to play at Tulane Stadium. I mean, way back in the ancient days, and they beat 
Auburn with the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, Pat Sullivan. I think it was 40-22, to 22, I think was the final score. And then, of course, who was the quarterback when this, for Auburn when the Sooners beat them in the Sugar Bowl? Was it? Um, that would have been Jarrett Stidham, I believe. Was it Jarrett Stidham? I think so. Hmm. Let me double check. OU Auburn Sugar Bowl 2016. We're going to get an answer. Who started at quarterback for <laughs> Auburn in that football game? By the way, I'm laughing at the 918. For the love of all things holy, please let Bama play in Norman in 2024. Yeah, we don't, it's not official yet, 405. We know that, uh, according to Chip Brown, Texas will be playing Georgia, which would mean that it's very likely that Bama plays Oklahoma and based on, you know, kind of what you're thinking and hearing, nothing official yet, but I believe that Bama – now, I didn't say they have to be in Norman. I'm just – did I? Yeah, you did. Oh, I did? Yeah, you did. Damn. Uh-huh. By the way, it was Jeremy Johnson at quarterback for Auburn. In didn't that they play game. another quarterback? Did somebody else come in? Do you have the box? Well, now, now, now I have to go I'm back sorry. and check My on that. Bad old people, you know what they do. Yeah. Box score. Let's see if anybody else played quarterback for Auburn that day. Sean White. Okay. John Franklin. Mm-hmm. So I guess they used three quarterbacks in that football game. Somebody from the 404 named Franklin. Nice job. Uh, it is official. The Board of Regents has confirmed it, uh, says guy that promised Air Jordans to me and Tyler if Sammy Brown doesn't sign with Clemson or Georgia. So there you go. Uh, apparently the Board of Regents has confirmed that OU is going to be hosting Alabama in 2024. Yeah. Well, it's going to be uh, so I don't have to sing Sweet Home Alabama. Not yet anyway. We'll find another we'll find another occasion for you. To- How about uh, there you go? All if right, they so beat Alabama, if they beat Alabama, September twenty first. By the way, is that we're hearing? Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see if Patrick's pl- proclamation yeah. ends up. We're being not true. supposed to get official dates yet, but that's kind of the thing that's going out there too. By the way, how about the Horns? They've got Georgia, and they'll have to play Michigan in Ann Arbor. That'll be nice. O and two. In those I agree. All right, let's break right here. We got T.J. Eckert coming up, Tulsa World, or not Tulsa World. Uh, he's KTUL. What am I talking about? I'm not uh, T.J. I'm not moving you to newspaper. All right. So, but T.J. Eckert coming up on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. We'll talk about the SEC schedule stuff. U.S. Open tomorrow. We'll get his take on that. And O.R.U. ORU versus TCU, two red-hot teams starting play in Omaha Friday at 1 o'clock. We'll talk to TJ about that as well. Stay here on The Ref. TJ Ecker joining us, Riverwind Casino Hotline. TJ, appreciate your time. We've got the big SEC schedule reveal tonight. Don't forget. Sooner fans, be out at Rudy's, Highway 9 in Chautauqua, 6-7 to seven tonight with T-Row. Teddy Lehman, Gabe Eichert. Brent uh, is going to drop by. Josie is scheduled to drop by. Check it out on the KREF app tonight, 6-7 to seven tonight, and uh, also on 99.3 FM. TJ, I, we're looking at, we, we're finding out slowly that Texas is going to play Georgia. I think we all knew that uh, Oklahoma was likely to play Alabama anyway. Now I think we know that 
uh, Oklahoma is going to have a home matchup uh, with Alabama. What what's the uh, what's the other storyline for you heading into this schedule reveal tonight? Yeah, still, you know that's the that's the big one, and like you said, it kind of been tossed around for a little bit. So good to kind of not officially, but pretty much officially have that one on the books, and cool to see it come to Norman. Uh, in in terms of other storylines, you know, I think I think Texas is reportedly getting Texas A and M, which and maybe Arkansas, which I think what will end up happening is OU gets Missouri out of that deal. Uh, I don't know; that's just speculating. But uh, the, what I'm interested to see is the road environments. Yeah, you know, like it, who's gonna who's coming to Norman is great, and that'll be a lot of fun. And I think that'll and that's great for Norman, Oklahoma City in general, just in terms of money. But where's OU going? Like, are they going to go to Baton Rouge at night? Are they going to go to Gainesville? Are they going to go to South Carolina? You know, like, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. I don't know if we necessarily find out dates for that stuff. I don't know if it's – is it a schedule release or is it an opponent release? I've gotten a little yeah. confused by that, too. I mean, it is – it's basically your opponents. No dates, okay. times, anything like that. Just who you're playing and where and in where. no particular okay. order. But uh, Parker, I believe, is scared to go to Baton Rouge at night. He said earlier – last hour is that right Parker? what yeah no the, the, there's a distinction to be drawn there i am not scared i just would rather not <laughs> really dealing with a bunch of intoxicated cajuns in okay. the wee hours of the morning after a saturday football game because obviously tj as you know you cover a game that kicks off at 7 p.m you're not leaving the stadium till 1 a.m mm-hmm. and so Fair. dealing with a bunch of intoxicated cajuns as i walk out of tiger stadium in well, the wee hours of a Sunday morning, not not on my bucket list by any means. Could we could we compare it to like Lubbock on steroids, probably with the batteries and the tortillas? Well, the the tech fans were the absolute worst in the in the conference, uh, right? But also, um, the LSU fans are complete cretins. I mean, they're the the stage before you get zombified in the horror movie. The LSU fans are just above that stage. Barely. I mean, they're horrible. Horrible. And then you got what well, Ole Miss fans are probably just slightly above that, I would imagine. Now, too. I think the Ole Miss fans, it's an interesting mixture of rednecks and frat boys. Okay. Um, Mississippi State's a horrible place also. Uh, oh, the bells. You can see the oh, end bells. of the world from Starkville. But uh, I, I do know that um, the LSU fans are not kind people. Think about the songs they sing. They're absolutely filthy (laughs) is what they are. They're cretins, I'm telling you. Don't bring your kids. That's right. Uh, All right, so let's talk about ORU because, you know what, this is a great story, and I'm thinking all the way back to the the glory days of ORU baseball with Larry Koshell and Mike Mm. Moore and, you know, those days when they were really one of the better programs in the country. And, Whenever they went head-to-head with the Sooners and the Cat, of course, they just went, you know, won the Stillwater Regional, but they held their own and won uh, their fair share of those games. But this roll they're on is unbelievable. But TCU's on an incredible roll. They're like the Oklahoma uh, of this year. Uh, TCU's just been winning everything. But not only that, you look at what ORU's done, and they've had, like, the, the Kinsey Hansen home run comebacks, you know, against Clemson kind of win. So this is a great way, I think, to start the uh, the College World Series Friday at one o'clock. Can yeah, ORU you win this thing? <laughs> Honestly, Steely, I mean, they, they feel like they can beat anybody right now. You mentioned Larry Koshell, 1978, 45 years since ORU's been to Omaha. It's 
pretty crazy to, to think about and, and even crazier to think of them even making it this year just you know playing in the summit league and 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 not really getting a lot of good competition except of out of conference games which aren't that many and they're midweek games so it's not like you're seeing everybody's aces when you're playing those out of conference games during the regular season so just an incredible run for them i would imagine steely that this this dugout this locker room clubhouse whatever feels like they can beat anybody and they should i mean they're one of the last eight teams in the entire country still playing and so TCU, outside of probably Wake Forest, is, is likely the worst possible matchup you can have in the opener, right, just in terms of teams with just a boatload of confidence right now. But at the same time, ORU's got a ton of confidence. And I honestly, they probably feel like they should have swept Oregon. They, you know, they're up 8 nothing after a couple innings up there in Eugene in game one and lose. So they have to come back and win the next two games, which they do. And if, if they don't lose game one, they haven't lost since – what, April? So, I mean, they just, they're playing with so much confidence. I think I mentioned it to you guys last week or a couple weeks ago. The way they play lends itself to being, you know, not not relying on one person, whether it's in the lineup or in the in the bullpen or in the rotation. They're so balanced, both on the mound and in the field and, in the, and with the bats. So, they're playing really well. They're playing really confident. And I would imagine they're going up to Omaha. They left a couple hours ago. I would imagine they're going up there feeling really good about their chances of, of making some noise when they get there. Well, I think it speaks to the resilience of a program like that, TJ, when they blow an 8 nothing lead on the <laughs> road in game one of the Super Regionals. Like, you take a gut punch like that in game one, there aren't a whole lot of teams that would get up off the mat and claw back and win game two and game three, especially in comeback fashion, the way that yeah. Oral Roberts did. So... Man, huge credit to everybody involved with that program and the special season that they've had. And I'm intrigued by this team heading into Omaha, man. I will say, seen a lot of Cinderella's in Omaha over the years. Really only seen one get it done in Coastal Carolina right. back in 2016. Yep. So the deck's kind of stacked against them. But when you're hot, you're hot. And Oral Roberts is hot right now. Um, they, I was, I was going to say really quick to your point, 96-0 and 0, I think was the stat. Parker of teams in super regionals when they're up eight nothing winning a game and they were the first team to drop that eight run deficit so 96 and one now are super regional teams when they're winning eight nothing in a ball game so pretty crazy they're able to bounce back from that. now tj back to the ou schedule reveal for a moment because i want to get yeah. your thoughts obviously texas gets georgia oklahoma gets alabama at least that's the reports that we've heard to this point Obviously, those are the two titans of the SEC. Let's go ahead and project down the line to the year 2024, which is obviously a season and a half away. But come 2024, is there another team in the SEC that you think would provide a really compelling on-field challenge for Oklahoma in terms of where they're going to be as a program by that point, whether it be LSU under Brian Kelly, a right. Tennessee team that's on the rise, maybe even South Carolina and the trajectory of that school mm. under Shane Beamer. So uh, who would you like to see for competition's sake beyond Alabama on OU's schedule in 24? Sure. I think the, the obvious answer would be LSU. Uh, I don't know how you compare those two programs at, the, at this point. I would imagine probably pretty comparable, right? That would be Year three with Brian Kelly, right? Or, or he was the same year as Venables, correct? Or is, yes. is he a year ahead? Yep. Okay, yeah. So year three. So that would be a good comparison. I think it would be great seeing them play in Baton Rouge. I think that would just be a fun measuring stick game, and it would be just a great SEC atmosphere. Again, you know, protect yourself. Don't bring your family like we talked about earlier. But that would just be a fun game, I think. The other one 
that I think kind of stands out to me is is Ole Miss, just because it's a program that you know Lane Kiffin's done such a good job there, kind of revitalizing that program and, and bringing them to new heights. And obviously, there's the history of Jeff Levy being there, and so I, I do think that would be a fun game um, from a viewer perspective. Just two fun offenses, two like-minded offensive minds going against each other. The one that that kind of gets forgotten about, and the one that I think would just kind of be neat to see is is it doesn't matter where. I think it'd be more fun in Gainesville, but playing Florida would be interesting. Uh, haven't played them since the national championship, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, and maybe those no, there's one. That's right. They they just beat freaking uh, uh, the guy who got fired <laughs> for not caring about the game. His name escapes me. Uh, the head coach. Uh, gosh, from Florida. Oh, uh, Dan Dan Mullen. Mullen. Dan Mullen. Yeah, I was gonna say just. Just beat the guy who didn't care about that game. I, that game meant so little to me. I forgot about it apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but that that would be a fun one. Just just for the history of the national championship. Then obviously bringing in the history from the Dan Mullen game. Uh, I'd like to see them playing Gainesville too. I think that'd be playing in the swamp. I think that'd be cool. All right, uh, real quick. We only have about twenty seconds. Uh, who do you like? U.S. Open. Uh, I I put my confidence in Jordan Spieth. I think this is a similar test to what they saw at Chambers Bay a few years back mm-hmm. in terms of creativity. I think Spieth's got the creative mind. I'm going to go with Spieth. There you go, Jordan Spieth. You know what would be the, the incredible story if somehow Phil won with all this stuff going down? Oh, it, it, it finally broke through at the U.S. Open. I mean, uh, he was right there at Augusta. He was right there at Augusta. So he was. That would be it. crazy. Uh, TJ, I always appreciate your time. Talk to you again soon. You bet. Look, looking forward to heading to Nebraska, Parker. Heading up there on Thursday. There, there we go. go. He's there making go. the trip. <laughs> See you guys. Uh, thanks, TJ. All right, as we go to break, we want to take caller number two right now, 405-329-9000. Caller number two. Yeah, you want to take number two? Okay, sounds Who good. Who does number two work for? It works for you because you'll get general admission passes to the Corn Ferry Tour event next week. That is the Compliance Solutions Championship at the Jimmy next week. We're giving away two general admission passes. Uh, be the second caller. Say, I want the passes. Let us know which day you want to go, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Let us know. And uh, once again, we will get those passes to you. We're going to need your name, email, and cell number. But you will get the general admission passes, two of them, for the Compliance Solutions Championship at the Jimmy next week. Coming right back right here on The Ref. Hi, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Did that, you play this at the guitar store? I I can play this, but I never played it at Guitar Center. But I'm sure it's been played a million times at Guitar Center. There's no doubt. Guitar Center is a fun place to go, though. Go to, don't you think? I enjoy it. Yes. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But yes, I'm sure they're like, oh my gosh, what was it? It was in uh, Wayne's World. No stairway. Probably their second choice in that movie. They had the sign that said, no stairway to heaven, probably no smoke in the water. You know who uh, caused the smoke on the water? Some stupid with a flare gun. That's right. That's exactly right. Some stupid with a flare gun. Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, a very smart decision. It's never stupid because Riverwind is simply the best. 
Over 2,800 electronic games. They have the best games, the best bars and dining, best hotel, best service. Not just talking about their nearly 3,000 electronic games now, but all your favorite table games as well. They've got a great poker room, high-stakes areas. The newly renovated gaming floor looks fantastic. It always looked really good, but it's been newly renovated. It is real. It is incredible. The new Member 7 promotion is always there for you. Go out, get yourself a Riverwind wild card. Won't cost you a dime. You can upgrade it, but... But the one that you get, a standard Riverwind wild card, is going to help you in a lot of promotions, and you can earn up to $450 in your first 24 hours with a Riverwind new member seven promotional, again, wild card. Just go get the wild card at guest services. So, again, we've got the uh, concerts indoors and outdoors with Beats and Bites and shows back at the Showplace Theater. You've got incredible dining, a great bar in the Coupel Works Bar. You've got the best promotional staff. Justin and the crew do a great job over there. Cannot thank our friends over at Riverwind Casino enough. Here's an interesting question. 539. Well done. Not Texas, but who's going to be our SEC rival? So you throw Texas out. Who will Oklahoma's SEC rival be? Tennessee or Florida. That's who it'll be. Tennessee or Florida. Does that have to emerge over time a little bit? Though? I think it does. Like, it's not going to be – we're not going to be issuing a definitive answer to this conversation in, like, 2026. Right. Right. Like, it'll be 10, 15 years down the road before we have a real good understanding of who Oklahoma's new SEC rival is and is going to be. Christy, the SEC is giving a nice welcome to OU in Texas by giving them some outstanding home games year one. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, uh, again, we now, uh, as we kind of figured that Oklahoma was going to host Alabama, we don't know, the, we just know that this is going to be happening. We don't know the rest of the schedule yet. Again, you're not getting dates or times. You're just getting who your home opponents are and your away opponents are. And we know that Texas will have Georgia as well. So, um, 918, Tennessee at Oklahoma has to be most intriguing. Heupel back to Norman versus Venables. JFA against Nico. I think we would win, but that would be a heck of an environment. That's that's an interesting uh, interesting take there. I think a lot depends on whether Tennessee can build upon its 10-win season last mm-hmm. year because it, it wasn't a season that felt like a flash in the pan, but it's also some, some something of an outlier when you look at the last 15, 20 years of Tennessee football. Yeah. Right? It's similar with Oklahoma's six and seven season. You 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 have a realistic expectation that OU is going to get back to winning games as early as this fall. But you also, I I would forgive you if you had the expectation that Tennessee is kind of going to regress to the mean a little bit. I think a lot depends on how fast Nico Yamaleava develops. Yeah, it's going to be that would be interesting matchup. And uh... I'm not uh, I'm not sold on Joe Milton. The arm strength is there. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious, the arm strength yeah. is there. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I need to see four or five games of SEC play before I'm willing to willing to render a verdict on Joe Milton being everything for that offense that Hendon Hooker was. On three, Saint Alabama will be a Norman at twenty four two. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we've got a lot of different sources, and we were all kind of thinking that anyway. But uh, you know, we haven't got the whole release yet. But it does look like again, Bama is coming to Norman, and we talked. So I don't have to sing "Sweet Home Alabama," although I would have nailed it. Probably not. Okay. Uh, tonight's out at Rudy's. Go see the show with T. Row, 
Teddy Lehman, Gabe Eichert, Joe C's going to drop by there for a little bit. Brent Vittable is supposed to drop by for a little bit as well. Eat banana pudding. Banana pudding is, oh, that sounds so good. That's right. Rudy's has banana pudding. Man, that's it's pretty right dang good that. banana pudding. That's good stuff. All right, so get on the uh, get on the app. If you don't have the KREF app, that's what I would suggest. Get the KREF app. It will be on 99.3 FM. And, again, if you're in the 65 to 84 demo like Parker is, you can listen on 1400 AM. I'm just kidding. No, it's okay. I'm an anachronism. I'm resigned to it. You're unique is what you are. I'll take that. All right. Thank you to Dr. Bellardo. Thank you to Lasher Home Comfort Systems and the one and only Riverwind Casino. We'll see you tomorrow.